Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. It's Chef Hyken here. We're back with another episode of Amazing Business Radio. We have a great guest today. It is Heather Younger, the founder and CEO of Employ Fanatics. And she is going to be talking about her latest book, The Art of Active Listening, and how listening plays such an important role in the customer experience. Before we go any further with the interview, a couple of quick announcements. Number one, I want to thank our sponsor, Text expander text expander we're going to hear more about them in just a little while but i'd also like to remind you that if you've got an amazing story or a question please reach out to me on any of the social media channels if it is a question use the hashtag ask shep and i'll be sure to answer the question either at that social media channel uh in the articles that i write with my shepherd letter which is my weekly newsletter perhaps on this show or maybe my tv show which is be amazing or go home and you can find episodes on amazon prime apple tv roku and you can go to be amazing.tv that's be amazing.tv and you can Find all the episodes there. All right, it's time to jump into our interview. Heather, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm excited because you are a repeat offender. You have been on the show uh, the last time we talked about your book, The Art of Caring Leadership. Is that right? Yes. And this time you have a new book, which is all about listening, titled The Art of Active Listening. And if you're listening to this episode before April 25th, 2023, that means that you have the chance to pre-purchase the book on Amazon. I urge you to go there because if there's one area that is probably so important to customer service, it is listening. As a matter of fact, before I start letting you talk, <laughs> our new research just came back. And you know what the number one reason customers don't do business with the company uh, when they're trying to get support and they choose not to do business anymore? Heather, take a guess listening. Well, and I'm going to tell you what ties into listening. It's actually not listening. It's not listening. <laughs> oh, yes. It's not listening. It's not yes. listening. And it's rudeness. It's basic rudeness. Now, what's interesting is that 40 years ago, there was a study or close to 40 years ago by the Technical Assistant Research Program commissioned by the White House Consumer of Affairs. And you know what the number one reason people stopped doing business was, uh, you know, apathy and rudeness. You know, mm -hmm. people just don't seem to care. They don't seem to get engaged. They don't seem to connect. And listening can solve all of that. Yeah, absolutely. So let's go there. Let's go there. Tell us a little bit about the book. 
Man, I I hear I've been doing this listening work, but first on the customer experience side and then on employee experience and leadership side. And I realized after diving into like over 30,000 survey comments myself and doing tons of employee focus groups, I would just realize that the listening is this is like an epidemic in itself, a lack thereof, like not actually being present for people. So this book on the art of active listening, yes, it's kind of a spinoff from the previous book on the art of caring leadership. One of the chapters in that book was on creating a culture of listening. I, I wanted to, I wanted to dive deeper, deeper because I just felt like we, it's just a huge problem. If we are failing to listen, we can never get to the truth of anybody who's in front of us. We can never really, we make lots of assumptions. That's all we're doing all day because right. we aren't listening. Well, I think listening, feeding back with maybe a question or two for clarification, listening some more, okay, because it's not just listening sometimes once. We've got to drill down and make sure we understand. You know, I, I, I used to use the example of the stock market. Uh, when my financial advisor came in to talk with uh, our employees and our team about our retirement plan, 401k, he asked, what is your risk tolerance on a scale of one to 10? And people would share the number, you know, uh, and, and I remember, and there's somebody, you know, who she is because you, she's our good friend, Lois Kramer. Okay. I remember Lois saying, I have a pretty high risk tolerance. He goes, Oh, really? Give me a number eight, maybe on a single one to 10. Great. So what would you consider risky? Well, um, I invest a lot in fixed income and, uh, that's it. So her actual risk tolerance wasn't an eight. It was much lower, but had he not asked that extra question, you know, she would have not given him the answer or, or he would have not understood the true answer. So uh, it's just, an, you know, sometimes you ask the extra question. This is what happens when you are living life, isn't it? <laughs> so. I do agree, though. I think I think asking that and when you're talking about active listening, it is about asking the right questions. And in my book, I actually outlined a five part framework for um, kind of the new way, the better way to listen. So uh, I want to hear it. Yes, yeah, so five part framework. It, yes, absolutely. So the first part is recognizing the unsaid, and that is like you know looking at the nonverbal cues, uh, look, sensing what's happening inside the culture, what's happening in your workplace, what's happening with your customer when you're either watching them on Zoom, when you have them in front of you, what's happening with them, and so if you don't recognize that, you leave blind spots, and that's you can't even really do fruitful listening if you can't recognize what people aren't saying, and that happens so much if you think about it in the customer experience realm because there's so much body language happening or there's they're, they're non-responsive on their side or they're they're calling us and what are they trying to tell us and are we recognizing it even again just without us having a conversation with them that next step is well, um well, hold on. I wanna, you mentioned the n said which in my world n said what's an n said Un, uh, no unsteroidal anti-inflammatory drug n said no, no unsaid 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 the unsaid, unsaid. Okay, i want to make sure I unsaid <laughs> <laughs> it's the unsaid. So, you know, again, what is happening in the environment? Like, you know, where, where people aren't saying said. a thing, what, right. they aren't saying a thing, but they're in saying a whole bunch. But in listening that unsaid, if you're on the phone and you're uh, in a call center, contact center, excuse me, call center. So eighties, you know, it's contact center <laughs> now with all the different ways we communicate. And I know it's hard to catch on a, a chat, you know, as we're doing texting back and forth with the customer. So we may have to ask extra questions. And that's not about listening as much as clarification, because we can read what they're saying, but we need to understand what they're saying. Same thing when we're verbal, you can hear 
the voice inflections. You can, so you really need to listen to hear what's going on. And then, all right. So number two, the second one is what most people think of it. It's seeking to understand. And it's, uh, you know, I, I always tell people this test for real good seeking for like, this is where you're leaning in. This is where you're actually trying to understand what someone's, what's going on with someone leaning in on the phone, leaning in in person. Again, it depends on who it is that you're serving. Cause I, I feel like in my life, I, I'm serving many people in different types of stakeholders and different types of environments. Right. So, um, but the seeking in order for it to be fertile, we need to be asking ourselves whether we are there to serve them, whether to give them something or to get something. And what I mean by that is like, we're in the business world. So we have to get something like we have to get more information to help them solve a problem. We have to make them so they're, you know, find out what's, what's bothering them so we can keep them as a customer, like all of those things. But that the main focus is in service. Is it going to give them our undivided attention, going to give them the presence of our, the gift of our presence? Or is it the main reason to serve us? And so the seeking part in order to be fertile, that has to be kind of that, that first listening mindset, the foundation of, of listening is that. And then it's, you know, the idea of being reflective in your listening and of course, you know, paraphrasing things. But I always tell people that when when you paraphrase, paraphrasing is not parroting. We've gotten, we've gone down a really bad road with parroting what people say. And so paraphrasing really ends up being what people say and what you see their response to what they're saying. So if I, if someone says something to me, um, if, some, if someone says something to me and I, I see that they're frustrated or I see that they're anxious about the thing that they're talking about, then I might say, oh my gosh, Shelly, I, I totally am seeing what's happening here. So here's what what you what you said to me, and and I can see your frustration, and I can see your anxiety. And so I'm I'm, I'm summarizing what I see and their emotional state, also what they say, but not in a parrot way where it's like word for word. So right. the seeking to understand is that phase. Um, and then, did you want to say anything about yeah, that? I Shet? think that's an important thing. And and you mentioned you know you can see the frustration. Well, you can also hear the frustration. Uh, and sometimes, uh, depending on how people use exclamation points in, in all capital letters in a text, you can then <laughs> notice the frustration. Totally. Right. So I think it's important, you know, you're seeking to understand. And the whole idea of paraphrasing, to your point, it's I think that's a form of acknowledgement. And in a customer service situation where customers calling with a complaint, we talk about the first two steps are apologize and acknowledge. And the acknowledgement could be something to your point. I can see your frustration or I can hear the frustration in your voice. I would feel that way if I were you, yep. you know, if I was you. So, yep. you know, and then we move on to the next step, which is let's discuss what the resolution is going to be. And yep. anyway, so great. Number three. Decoding. Decoding. De decoding, which is kind of another way to say pause and reflect. Mm -hmm. And it's breaking down what it is we gathered in the first two steps and taking time instead of going to jump to action, which is most of our inclinations, unless it's an urgent situation, you pause and you reflect either by yourself in a group with your manager, with, with your team before you take action. Because what happens often is we, we, we listen, we hear this thing and boom, we go solve it. Boom, boom. And what, what I've found being in customer experience roles, leading customer experience, what I have found is if we respond too quickly, we often don't solve the problem that actually needs to get solved. Or we respond too quickly and we create a bigger issue than we did before because we didn't take time to investigate, to research, to involve a bigger team. So we go to a customer, customer's not happy. We go to them, we think like we're, we're listening to them. We think we resolve it. We give them an answer they want. Then we go tell our manager or somebody afterward. 
And then we come, we realize that the thing that they were complaining about, like 20 other uh, customers were complaining about. And so now like IT did this thing and they're working on this big project, but now you have to go back to the customer and go, oops, the solution I thought I was giving you. And I thought I was kind of being the hero is not the right. It wasn't the solution. In fact, they're working on a much bigger solution that will solve your problem long-term. But I wouldn't have known that if I didn't pause to reflect, to decode, to investigate, to process what it is that's being said to us. And so, by the way, this happens like one-on-one. It happens in organizations. It happens on teams. It happens at home. Like it happens everywhere um, where we just want to go boom, 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 solve, 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 solve. easy to jump to conclusions. And it's also part of our- uh, Jump to action. Have a, a makeup where we're not patient enough to listen properly. Yep. And so decoding is that step where most of us fall down. Most of us don't do that step in particular. And then it can get us into a crazy place. For example, somebody might want us not to do a thing. Sometimes people just want you to listen to them, like just lean in, be there for them, be present. And that is the action. But if we don't pay attention, if we don't ask them for permission to act and we just go act, and we are going to mess up the relationship anyway. So you want to make sure that you're kind of pausing. You, you're you making this kind of a conversational, relational interaction versus kind of, well, interactional, like you know something that's just transactional. Right, right. And when you and do that, they know. They know yeah. then that, they, um, that, that you've been hearing them. Yeah. And I think that's so important. All right. So we've got three. We're going to go to four. But before we do that, we are going to take a short break. It's like a cliffhanger. And when <laughs> we come back, we're going to get number four, number five, and learn more about how listening can impact the customer experience positively. We are talking with Heather Younger, the author of The Art of Active Listening. Uh, not quite yet available if you're listening to this early once the episode comes out, but you can pre-order it on Amazon. And also, Heather is the founder and CEO of Employee Fanatics. I love the idea that people focus on employees because what's happening on the inside of an organization is felt on the outside. So Heather knows her stuff. So get the book, important to do. Right now, we're gonna take a break. We'll be right back, don't go away. Let's talk about Text Expander, a tool that allows your team to eliminate repetitive typing with just a few keystrokes. Anything you type over and over, such as customer responses, will be at your team's fingertips so they have the power to do what they do best, just faster. Quickly reply to emails and chats from a library of responses that you create, completing answers to common questions and issues. Your entire team stays on the same page with the same common responses that can be personalized on the fly. And it's simple to use. Type commonly used content into a text expander snippet and give it an abbreviation of just a few letters and symbols. Share the snippet with the team. When you type the abbreviation, it triggers the snippet and the content expands anywhere you type, including email, chat, or social media. It's that easy. Just go to www.textexpander.com to learn more about this amazing and productive tool. Sign up for a year and get 20% off. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We are back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Heather Younger about her latest book, The Art of Active Listening. And we've gone through three, which was listening for the unsaid, <laughs> not the unsaid. And the only reason I know this, I work with some pharmaceutical companies and NSAIDs are like Advil, non-steroidal <laughs> anti-inflammatory drugs. Yes. I thought, what does an NSAID have to do with listening? <laughs> number two, seeking to understand. Number three, decoding. What is number four? Act. 
Act. Action. So take action. <clears throat> yes. So often what happens uh, when we're thinking about that customer who's on the phone, who's in front of us, uh, you know, we are we're leaning in. We're doing such good, you know, reflective listening. We're repeating back, but we're even maybe even picking up on some things. We may even say, can you hold for a minute? I need to go talk to my manager and do some of that, like on the fly decoding with different people that are there. Right. But then sometimes we don't we fail to act in the way the customer wants us to act. And so first we have to figure out if they want us to act in any other way besides just listening to them. We need to find out what are the solutions they're looking for so we can try to solve for the thing they want or need. Um, And then again, we need to act in a timely manner and hold to our promises. So if I say to you, I'm going to get back to you in a few days, I'm going to get back to you in a few hours to see if we have a solution. I hold to the promise of getting back to you in that three hours, get back to you in that three days. So that that, that person on the other end knows and feels valued, heard and understood through the process. So the action is where kind of the the I is dotted, the T is crossed in the listening phase uh, because they start to see now evidence that the listening took place. There's like evidence there. So action is super important. Let me tell you a great story. I won't tell you the name of the company, but their initials are FedEx. Oh, there you go. So we use FedEx to ship a lot. Uh, we we actually, you know, we we split it up a little bit, but FedEx is a big, is one of our main uh, companies we use to ship our books and products. So we, uh, interested, we had 60 cases, cartons of books. We had a huge sale for a client going out and we always do it the same way. It costs approximately $18 per box to ship because they're pretty heavy. You got heavy books on there, right? That's what it costs. So if you multiply, let's, let's round it up to 20, 60, that should be about $1,200, actually a little less, right? About 1,100. We get a bill for like $6,000 and we don't know why. So we, we call and it turns out that, um, we didn't, it, it doesn't matter what happened, but the FedEx rep that we were talking to, she listened, she did every single thing you're talking about perfectly. And let, it's still not resolved, but let me tell you what she did. She goes, this is going to take some time because this is, re- this is crazy. They were charging uh, per box, obviously like three times more than it should be. And so she says, we're figuring out, I'm going to call you every three business days until this is resolved. And I hear the phone ring. I go, what day is it? I bet you that's FedEx calling. And and then Cindy in the other office answers the phone. And sure enough, it is. Every three days, almost like clockwork, we're getting progress reports. I think that's taking action. It is taking action. Oh, man. And and the other thing that is doing is this next step, which is closing the loop. And so by the cl- way, by the way, I will say that that's a, uh, a compliment to FedEx. I'm not knocking them for the problem because yeah. complaints resolved properly restore confidence to a higher level than if the problem had never happened before. Absolutely. That's what's happening right now. We have faith in our rep at FedEx taking care of us. Absolutely. And that's a really good point you make, Shep, that with all of these things I'm talking about, it's not a time to go back and be like, oh, I really suck at that. Boy, that thing that Heather talked about, I'm bad, I'm bad. I don't want you to go smack yourself for yesterday. It's figuring out now that you know more, what are you going to do with it, right? Mm -hmm. And and can you be better, but not perfect? Because none of us are. So I would say that's a really good point that you make. And I love this idea of like, if you do fall down, it just gives you an opportunity to demonstrate really good listening by your next action. Right. So that next step, the final step in that cycle of active listening is closing the loop. And when she was coming back to you with the action that was happening and she was doing it often. And at the end, she probably came back to you and said, is everything good? Like, did you get is are we all set? Did you see your final bill? So the closing the loop part is 
is really where X marks the spot. It's where listening is complete and the cycle kind of starts over and over because it never stops. You're always listening to different people. But it's saying to the person, thank you for your feedback. Here is the action we took. Here is the action we're going to take. We can't do the action you want, but here is a compromise. And then as we continue to take action on your behalf, let's say we this is a multi Strong change process, but something we have to do for you that's multiple steps. Every step along the way, as this as this woman did, she's going to come back to you and say, "By the way, here's what happened, and we're doing this tweak for you." Okay, oh, we'll be back, and we come back again. Oh, here's what happened to you, boy. I mean, think about even just those who are listening. The last time somebody did that for you, like it imparts a sense of importance on the person on the other end. It sure says, "I'm not yeah. just a number." Right. And so that's the importance of using and walking through the cycle, not forgetting that decoding and not forgetting to close the loop. What often happens is people do act and we act quickly and it's a, it comes from our heart and it's like we're good people. But we did too quickly and we never told the person on the other end that we acted like they kind of are looking around going, I think that process changed. I think the process changed because of the feedback I gave, but they're not 100 percent right. They're not sure. Even when they are right and they know it happened and they know, you know, let's say, Heather, I called you. I have an issue. It's taken a little while to resolve. You did everything. Uh, You told me what we were going to do to get it fixed. You followed up with me. If you don't close the loop to just do a final acknowledgement, you're missing a really great opportunity, a touch point that will take your relationship just a little bit deeper with that customer because they in turn will trust you more. The better you do on customer service, the more likely you are to build that trust. Trust creates confidence and without confidence, you can't have loyalty. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that trust does is trust creates safety and Mm. safety allows the customer to tell you the real truth so you're not guessing, so you're not solving for the wrong thing. So it, it trust does a lot of things. The listening, being a really good listener helps you develop more of that trust and safety. So the, we've got the five, uh, the cycle, as you call yep. it, the five steps or the process. What do you see as the biggest barrier to someone in the customer service world learning and how to do this and consistently listening in the way that you described I mean, I think the biggest thing is that we have, most of us have so just so much and probably too much on our plates, right? And so there's just day to day or we just become transactional in our jobs. And so I think that's the biggest barrier is saying in, in, in our minds, we're transactional. We're trying to get it done. We're here from eight to five or we got, we got 25, whatever, 35, 150 customers we're talking to in a day. And it just becomes very transactional. And so it's up to us to say, what is the one thing I can do better to insert more of a relationship in this conversation? This is relational, not transactional, to be really uh, intentional. When I was younger, I played racquetball, very competitively, very serious. I actually wanted to go on the pro tour at one point. And my coach used to say, the game goes to 21. One, don't look at the game as 21. When we get to work in the customer service world, oftentimes to your point, we have X number of calls that we're going to accept and receive today, okay? You need to look at each one of these points, my coach told me, as an individual game, one point at a time. If you lose this point, get it out of your mind and move on to the next point, okay? You know, we're not gonna, we're gonna try to make every customer happy. That's our goal. Many of us in the customer service world, that's part of what we do and why we love it is because we get a chance to turn people around, solve people's problems, make new friends, get rid of enemies, right? And and, uh, convert them. And so this is what we need to look at is one interaction at a time. And by the way, very important, you used that word interaction earlier today. 
I, I thrive on the word interaction because if you use the word transaction, it meant it's basically, it's a one-time thing. But an interaction means this is one of many interactions this customer is gonna have with me, my colleagues and my company for many years to come. So there's nothing yeah. final about it. It's just part of the process. Yeah. When you look at the journey that the whole customer experience, yeah. and I think about, as you say that too, um, I think a point to be made here is the opportunity that we have with every interaction with in the, when we're looking at it relationally, no matter if it's 150 people I'm talking to every day to make the person on the other end, feel heard, valued, and understood. And how often are they feeling unseen and unheard and ignored and like a number on the regular day? And what can you do just to be the, do the one thing that's just makes the one difference that makes people feel more seen and heard. And I think right. that's the key. You know what? And I'm just thinking of something and, and you're going to laugh at this. And I hope the people listening will laugh. <laughs> When when you call customer support and they they don't hard the, the greeting is, you know, callous at best. It's not friendly. <laughs> and then they say, uh, "Do you have an account number?" And uh, sure. And I give them the account number, and they go, "Okay, what's your name?" Well, didn't I just give you my account number? So <laughs> <laughs> like, why don't you ask my name first? Yeah. And then start using it. Can yes. I call you Shep? Okay, great, Shep. First thing is, I want to open your account. Do you have an account number? <laughs> Okay. Exactly. Just, if all you did was flip yes. the two questions, yes. that's a completely different experience. Oh my gosh, I had a lady the other day that was so rude, and I and I, I, I just said to her, I can't remember what it was now because, but I, I the exact like service I was trying to do, but I was trying to, oh, I was trying to schedule an appointment for my son, and she said, uh, did you, did you fill out the portal? I said no. Okay, well let's get you an appointment. It's okay. And then she said, I said, oh, uh, can we do it before school? Well, I'm sorry, I don't know what before school is. Can we do it after school? I'm sorry. I don't know what, before, what after school is just in that exact tone. And I'm like, okay, well, before 730 and like after three-ish. And she said, we don't have any times like, we don't have times like that. I said, you don't have any times like that ever? ever? Like she just was like, there was just no compromise. It was like. And then for the doctor to call their own office and use those same words and experience what you're experiencing. It was, it was pretty ugly. I was like, and I have plenty of those experience. I think we all do. We got, we got the experience <laughs> that we never forget. <laughs> yep. All right. Let's wrap it all up. We are running out of time and you know, you've done this before. We have the one last question. What is that one thing, that one morsel of information? Let's pull it from your book. Like give us something, that last nugget of wisdom that will make us say, oh my gosh, I've got to read the entire book. What would that morsel and piece of information be? I, I say there's one, there's, there's two, but I'll do it real fast. The one is uh, that, that the biggest present you can give someone is your presence and understanding that the undivided attention you provide the other person gives them the biggest gift. You wouldn't, you would never, you, there could personally in the other end could be hurting in a big way. You have no clue what's going on in their lives and you giving your undivided attention, your presence to them in the moment could be the the game changer for them in their day and in their life. Wow. I think that alone is Love impactful. It. Love it. Boom. Tweet that out. Post <laughs> that on LinkedIn. Let's make a TikTok that just <laughs> says, my present to you is my presence. Wow, I love that. Hey, this is Heather Younger. She is the author of The Art of Active Listening. It is available soon on Amazon. Pre-order it now, or if it's later when you're listening to this, just go there. It's available. It's great. Heather's great. Thanks for being on the show again. 
Thank you so much for having me. It's always a delight, Chef. It's fun. It really is. All right, everybody, that wraps it up. Another episode of Amazing Business Radio. I want to once again thank our sponsor, Text Expander. And we will be back next week with another amazing interview. So until that time, this is Chef Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.